today. Uh, please turn your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 6. So 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. And also if you can um, mark that uh, passage and also uh, be ready for 1 Timothy chapter 4. A uh, few pages uh, before that. Chapter 4, verse 14. Okay, and we will read first Second Timothy chapter one verse six. We'll read all together, and also First Timothy chapter four verse fourteen. Okay, if you're there, verse six, begin. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou steer the gift of God, which is in thee by putting on of my hands. Moving to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on the hands of the presbytery. Okay, so I'm, we're, I'm going to preach on the subject of stirring up or stir up your spiritual gift or gifts. And this is, uh, I know uh, in context here, Paul is talking about uh, Timothy and how he, you can see in 2 Timothy, he is the one that lays hand and giving or ordained or appointed uh, young Timothy to do something for, for God. And now going to the second passage that we have read, and now here the presbytery or the elders is now appointing Timothy to do something for the Lord. And here is, there's two ways here uh, that we can see. There's stir, stir up, and then the first, in the first Timothy is neglect not. So neglect not. So God has given us about, you know, in subject of spiritual gifts, God gave that to us for a purpose of using those gifts for his glory. But before we continue, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. I do pray for your guidance and wisdom and understanding as we um, go uh, through uh, certain passages in the scripture and uh, uh, trying to um, see what you have um, in, in us this morning. And so, Father, guide us now, we pray in your name. Amen. So we will, um, spiritual gifts are mentioned in the scripture. There are several passages that we, you can read. By definition, there are, they are gifts. So they're not really, you know, you, you will work and earn for it. So they are, they cannot be earned. And they are gifts given to uh, us by the grace of God through the Holy Spirit. And they are also spiritual which means that they come from God and are given to serve a purpose. That he was, that um, serve a purpose for the body of Christ. And that is the church. And that is for his glory as well. So they are given not, remember, spiritual gifts are not for our own profit. 
It is given to us for the benefit of all, especially the body of Christ. Now, when we go to 1 Corinthians, and I, I will kind of um, get you into a habit that like, we will go from verses to uh, one verse to certain verses. So, uh, so bear with me. So 1 Corinthians, if you can go there, uh, chapter 12. So this is one, uh, this is one of the passages that, that talks about spiritual gifts also. And in verse 8 to 11 there, it says, For the one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, and to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all, in verse 11 here, but all these worketh that one of the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Now, in this verse, especially in verse 11, it means that the Holy Spirit gives out these Gifts separately, one here, one there, one for you, one for me, or, or two for you, one for me, or whatever. Dividing to every man severally as he will. It is the, it's just the grace and it is the, um, in the uh, power of the Holy Spirit wherein we have these spiritual gifts. Now, I kind of... I'm not saying that it's closer illustration, but you know, when have you ever known someone that have a natural ability? Right? Probably there are lots of people. You know, they can fix automobile, automobiles, they can fix phones or computers, um, something like that. Knows how to cook, uh, cook or uh, bake, right? Or probably you're saying, oh, that's me, all of the above. Okay. Uh, good for you. Um, knows how to paint or even sketch. Uh, these are just example examples of, you know, a natural ability. If, uh, and uh, and does it just come out in in a certain way and just out of the blue? No, I believe that God gave that to them as well. Um, they God gave these abil- abilities and that is why they have it. And the same with our spiritual gifts. Your gifts that had been given by the grace of God and differs for, from one another. Now, this is very important because we have to understand, like some, sometimes we, I have gift, and some, probably you see the gift of other Christians, and they're kind of, they are good at it, Right? And there's a tendency that we uh, kind of jealous or something like covet um, their gifts without even realizing that God has given you a gift. Okay, so God gave you a gift uh, in order not for your own benefit, but for benefit of the church, the body of Christ, for his glory. So that is uh, one thing that we should learn it. So, so um, I will just read uh, one, another passage in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 6. 
having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, and so on and so forth. And this is, uh, this is another list we can have here as six to eight with regards to the spiritual gifts. But um, again, the, the, uh, the truth here that I would like you to, to get that God has placed or given you uh, um, a spiritual gift in order to benefit or profit the body of Christ. It's, it's for the purpose of serving others, not for the benefit of yourself. And this is, uh, I think, uh, one of the reasons why the Apostle Paul mentioned in 1 Corinthians, because really, if you look and study the Corinthian church, they have a various a variety or different kinds of gifts and they're using it to compete they're using it to to like belittle of those who are have you know oh you have one gift i have like three gifts or i have all of them or something like that they're using it for for themselves and that's um, a mistake that uh, the people in, uh, in the church of corinth uh, did another truth that we have to remember remember and consider that it comes when it comes to spiritual gifts is that gifts are given to serve a purpose. They are given for you for a reason. Now, I'll just give you um, several passages just to pinpoint on that uh, specific um, uh, principle there. Now, in Mark chapter 3, verse 14, we have read there that Jesus Christ ordained or appointed the 12 to do something. And on that specific uh, Chapter, God, uh, Jesus Christ uh, gave them or ordained them to preach. Also in chapter 15, verse 16, again, God ordained the 12 and appointed them to do something, to do something. Another one passage is in Acts chapter 13, verse 46 to 48, wherein we, we, uh, when we got saved, God uh, appointed or ordained you and predestinate to do you to do or be something. Um, like for example, Romans chapter 8, verse 29 to 30. What's the passage there? We are to be conformed. Okay, God has given you salvation to be conformed to the, to the image of his son. And that is Jesus Christ. That is uh, one thing that we have to do, right? Second one, Ephesians 1, verses 4 to 5, that we should, we are ordained, we are appointed, we are predestinated. And when, when we got saved, God has ex expects us to be holy. He said here that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adaption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 to 12, he also said there that we are, we should to be praised for his glory. So these are just examples of a God has, you know, appointed us to do something and for his glory and for his will. That this is his will if, if 
you know, you don't know his will. These are just examples, right? And the same self-principle self, um, when it comes to spiritual gifts. God gave our spiritual gifts to do or to use that for his glory. But, you know, sadly, a lot of churches nowadays and even lots of Christians don't even know their spiritual gifts. And worse, they don't even care even how to, you know, know it and use it for God. I mean, if you don't know your gifts, how can you stir it, right? And this idea here of stirring it and not neglecting the gifts that God has given to us, so how can you even stir it or not neglect it if you in the first place don't know what's the spiritual gift that God has given you? So let's go through quickly with, with according to two big uh, passages here in Romans, in 1 Corinthians, the uh, spiritual gifts. If, for in case you don't know what, uh, what are those spiritual gifts, and I suggest you, if, students, if you can write them, for you to you know, learn from them. It's actually in Romans chapter 12, verses 6 to 8, and also in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 to 10. Now let's go first to Romans chapter 12, verses 6 to 8. Prophecy. Uh, first there is prophecy. Um, here we have to be, be very careful. And, in a lot, and all of you actually uh, sit on the major prophets. And one of the things, I'm just talking about the Old Testament, right? One of the, 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 um, what is it? the job or the duty or the ministry of the prophets is to proclaim or declare the word of God. And it's two phrase, right? It's, you know, it's ethical and it is predictive. So it's in both ways. They do the same ministry. So ethical and predictive. And you can see most of the time, in the time of the prophets, they're not, they're not uh, just foretelling or telling the future, but most of the time they are preaching the word of God. And they would always say, thus saith the Lord. And that, just to eliminate that, um, you know, um, a wrong um, presupposition when it comes to prophecy. When you say prophecies, it's not just for telling the future, but most of the time it's declaring the word of God. Okay? Um, that's what majority and, and even all of them, all of the prophets, that's the same self thing. And so here we are now in Romans chapter 12, Prophecy, it's not more like in foretelling because we all know God has given us the Bible. And therefore, it's not necessary for have to have extra revelation. Now, we understand that, right? And therefore, if someone would tell, if you see the television, something like that, oh, I dream something, I have a vision that we will all crawl in the wall. That's what God said. They will all crawl. And then they would say, some would say, there's a lot of weird things that is happening. And they would say, bark for the Lord. Um, all of those. Uh, yeah, it's, I agree with you. It's like, huh? 
Okay. Um, there are a lot weird things. If you see or heard, or even you're with the person, they would say, oh, I have a vision. I have a suggestion to you. Just run. <laughs> uh, go. Go away. Um, because, because we have the complete revelation of God, and therefore not required. But this isn't in much in connection with declaration of God's word. And this is God gave us the scripture. God gave us the Bible in order for us to believe and proclaim them. And also what's the same as what we are doing when we share the gospel, when we share the, the, the Bible to, and to tell others. And you will see, for example, that uh, God has uh, given you kind of a preaching uh, ability as well. Uh, so prophecy, more on declaration of God. The second one is ministry, according to Romans there, chapter 12, verses uh, 6 to 8. So we have prophecy, and now um, verse 7, or ministry. Ministry is, uh, is more on service, and that's why we are uh, encouraged to wait, or it means to keep busy. If you have this gift, to keep busy, um, uh, kind of, uh, you know, to serve the church, and we should be uh, uh, serve God uh, in, in all our capacity and, and with all joy in our hearts. So ministry, uh, also teaching. Uh, next there is teaching. So it's there, uh, teaching, and we are encouraged in the scripture to attend to it. So it's um, remember also in, I think in James, if I'm not mistaken, forgive me, uh, but in James it says if you're, you want to be a teacher, you have to be very careful there because there's a warning that you, you will receive a stricter judgment, right, when it comes to what you teach. So that's why we are encouraged to attend to it, to put in time and give effort to do it well, not to do it haphazardly, but to do it well, because you are teaching not just whatever book, but you're teaching the Bible. Okay, teach the word of God. Another one is exhortation. Now, this is more the ability to, to get people to action. And during the preaching, like, you know, for example, Pastor White is, is uh, preaching, he's more on in that, in exhortation. So a lot of uh, pastors, when they preach in the pulpit, Sunday morning, evening, or Sunday morning, Sunday, Sunday evening, in this church service, it's more an exhortation. So it's like you're calling people to act upon the message that God has placed in your heart. So it's more on exhortation. Second Timothy, we have an um, example for that. Um, you know, four to preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reproof, rebuke, uh, uh, exhort with all long suffering. Uh, I forgot the last phrase. Um, so, okay. Um, but next, giving, giving. Okay, giving. Um, we are. We, this is another gift. But but the Bible says that we have to give with simplicity, cheerfully. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse seven. Cheerfully. Not to be complicated, nor with expectations. And that is very important also. When we give, when we give something, yes, God promised 
God promised it's it's good to you know God because of His word, right? Um, you know, give and it shall be given to you. But um, your motivation in giving it's not more towards the reward; it's more on towards your loving God. It's you know that's <clears throat> that's your motivation because some because um, most sometimes is that when you give and now you are expecting something. And it's like, it's, I, I give most of the time. And uh, why is it like there's nothing that com, comes in? Um, but pro- because probably God wants you to uh, learn how to be patient, something like that. But the very motive that you give is that you express your love towards God. You give because you express your love towards, and you give it cheerfully. Another one is in the same, there is ruling. We have there verse 8, He that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth, says there with diligence. Okay, diligence. Um, it's, it's a gift of God and also like for example, um, to rule, to rule with diligence. First Peter chapter 5 verses 1 to 6, you can see it there also. Another one here in the same verse, verse 8, is mercy. Mercy, to give mercy. If you, God showed you mercy, you should show mercy to others as well. And to do it with cheerfulness. Forgiveness is the most um, common outlet of uh, mercy. So, you know, when, when, you, when you forgive, be happy to, to do it. And that you would also um, show mercy. Now, moving on to the first, first Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 10. So we have here um, kind of, it's not a redundant, but some that are not mentioned in Romans chapter 12, it's mentioned here. And in cha- uh, verse 8, it's very interesting that we have here, um, they are different, but kind of they are linked with each other. And if you are... You know, following the Wednesday, they are linked with each other. So for uh, to the one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. So word of knowledge, it's something like know, knowing, what to, uh, knowing what to say, something like that when it comes to, uh, let's say, I give an example of sharing the, script, the word of God, the gospel. You know what to say. But wisdom is knowing how and when to say it. Now, if you're here, and most, I think most of you already, in, already attended the um, Soul Winners Academy, uh, the, the, that program teaches you what to say. But not only what to say, but also how and when to say them. It's, it's more unlikely that. And the same, there's also a word that, um, again, it's kind of a link with each other and kind of, uh, they are in the same family, cousins, or they're um, something like that. Understanding, the word understanding, okay? So, so in the same, similar way. I'll give you an example. When, how many of you shared the gospel already and somehow um, you forgot what to say? And you don't know what to say. And you just ask the Lord, Lord, help me to share to this person the gospel. 
and then right away, God gave you the word of knowledge. You know what to say, and you know how and when to say those things. And God is leading you multiple times in those uh, areas. So words of, uh, uh, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Next one in verse 9 is faith. Everyone has, you know, different amount of faith, right? We already have that faith. You can't be even saved if you, have, you don't have faith. Um, but when, uh, so it's in like um, Rome, Romans chapter 12, um, verse, verse uh, 3, it says that there as well. But we, we all have saving, saving. We know and we understand and we put our trust to Jesus Christ who died for our sins. We know he died for our sins. He was buried, rose again the third day. We have that saving faith. And we all know also in the scriptures in Matthew, you can see it there that there's little faith and also there's great faith. Right? Jesus Christ uh, mentioned that. Uh, you know, your, your faith uh, is little. Uh, um, uh, they're also like um, when the Syrophoenician women, uh, woman and also the, the centurion uh, asked, um, they put their faith in God, and then Jesus Christ said, there's, there's none that I can find here in, I'm just paraphrasing, in here in Israel than the faith that they have. They, they have great faith. But the Bible says it would also teach us that we can increase our faith. You don't know how? Now let's go first to the... No, you know this verse, actually. Romans chapter 9, verse 17. Faith, what? Cometh by hearing, and hearing the word of God. Now, so, there, so we have that faith, and in order for us to increase that faith, we should always read uh, read the scripture. You should always attend and not neglect in studying the word of God. Another one is here mentioned the gift of healing and miracles. I put them together um, because we have to understand here spiritual gift of healing is not present in the church today. Okay, very important uh, for you to know there. It was given as a sign to Israel to believe or trust in God. Now, that's the reason why in the book of Acts, in the early on stage of, of the church has been growing, there are miracles and healing that happen. Why we can't see it today? Now, I'm not saying about, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's fake healing, I should say. Uh, you can see in television, you can hear that probably in radio, they are fake healings. But healing that's mentioned here, um, and you, and when you study the New Testament, the, how, how, the, how the church actually grows more and more, you can see that this gift is actually dies down. And therefore, even the Apostle Paul mentioned that in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that the, uh, one of the, uh, this, uh, uh, this healing and also miracles will die down eventually. And they are given uh, for the, uh, to the apostles and all, some of, 
of like for Stephen as well. Um, he did um, he, miracles. Uh, uh, so, so few of them that can do it. These are uh, these are given in order for them to have that sign to those um, unbelieving Jews, and they and they really see. Oh, this is this sign. God has given them a sign, and therefore they believe in in Jesus Christ. That the message of the apostles is from the Lord. But eventually, you can see in in I think it's Acts chapter thirteen, and so and and uh, from there, you know Acts chapter thirteen. I think it's when um, no, I'm there's so much dates and uh, events that's in my head. I think that's the time where in the the apostle Paul and uh, Barnabas. That's correct, I think. Uh, were separated for the ministry. They were called in the Antioch of Syria. They are teaching there. They're doing the ministry of God. And eventually you can see there that, that the succeeding events of that, of, from chapter 13, is actually dying down the, the healing and miracles that happened. But also you can see just an instance, right? It's not occasional. So it's, again, healing and miracles. It's not present to the church. Prophecy, I already mentioned that um, earlier. Now here, this next one is discerning of spirits. This ability to know the work of the Holy Spirit and not to be fooled. Is this the, by the Spirit? Is this the work of the Holy Spirit or not? And the last two here is diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Now again, these are, uh, or th this are the signs for unbelieving Jews. Now, the rule for this gift, the tongues, why are not we are using it anymore here? Why, why we don't believe on blah, 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 of other churches? Because they are not tongues. They are fake tongues as well. So the rule of gift, that they are, they are languages and are always presented to convince skeptical, unbelieving Jew that what is happening before them, you now they see something, you know, tongues is what's presented to them. They would see it and they would, you know, really know that this comes from the Lord. The miracle that happened, the tongues that are happened to them. So they were uh, Jews. Uh, uh, they, Jews, you know, do require signs. Now, the big picture of this, why I'm talking about this, is the two passages that we have read, that we, have not, we should stir it up, okay? That's the principle, and we should not neglect them. And how do we do that? Now, first, I believe this is very important for us. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. We have to give ourselves to the Lord first. Uh, God, you, you, you know that already you're saved. You're saved, right? Um, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Acknowledging that God is the owner of your life, your body, your all in all, 
is actually that that would, should take place first in your life so that God can work through your life. It's not you that is actually the captain or the master of your life. It's actually the Lord's. That life that you have belongs to the Lord. And that is very important for each Christian to acknowledge that God, that your life comes from God. And, and I like how the, the first verse ends, that is your reasonable service. That is your, re- your reasonable service. Um, if you, I love, I, I like, I love the, uh, the book of Romans because Paul is talking about theologically here. And 1 to 11, he talks about what, who we are. He talks about what Jesus Christ did. And first thing that he mentioned in verse 12, this is your reasonable service, is to give yourself to God. So if you are here, you don't yet give yourself to God, do it. Because that is your first thing that you should do. Reasonable service, to give yourself to God in order that God can work through you. Abandon the, the, the thought of, oh, I own myself. This is my plan. This is my life. Abandon that. And therefore, you know, acknowledge and give yourself to God. Secondly, not only we have to give ourselves to God, but we should commit ourselves to the gospel. Now, let's go to first, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Now what I mean by this is that if your gifts for the benefit of the body of Christ or the church then find something and commit yourself to the work of the church, to the ministry of the church. And I'm I'm saying that make yourself available to the work of God. That's why that's um, commit yourself um, to the work of God, to to the gospel of God. And I think these were... uh, uh, um, and I think this, in this area also wherein many Christians uh, fail or fall because they are so busy in life that they don't have time to serve. They say, I'm not available. I'm not, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I have to go here, uh, there, I have to go um, some, somewhere. Um, they don't have time to do the ministry of the church. And notice I, what I mentioned here is commit thyself. It's not a matter of feeling. It's not something that, oh, if I can, but it's a matter of commitment. So you have to commit yourself and make yourself available for the work of the Lord. And that's when, when you can find, oh, I think this is, where God wants me to be used for. And that's where you can realize that this is where God wants me to use for his glory. This is my purpose. This is 
how he wants me to serve. Right? When we commit to the work of God, especially to his gospel, and that's basically most of the time, most of the time is that um, a new saved Christian, he has that desire to, you know, to share that gospel, the, to have that, uh, like someone taught, uh, teach me or proclaim to me the gospel, the very reason why I should preach also, to get involved in the gospel, get involved into the ministry of God because someone said to me or preached to me or, or uh, take time so that I will know the Lord Jesus Christ. Make yourself available. And that's a challenge. But, you know, that's why I said commit, commit. Have commitment. Don't be afraid of committing yourself and making available to the work of the Lord. And the last thing here is that commit to his own purpose. And again, I use the word commit here. 2 Timothy verse 9, who had saved us, uh, 2 Timothy 1.9, who had saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. If you, if you want to know what your gifts is, and then, or what your gift is, then you must commit to his own purpose. And this is also very important. Not your own purpose, but God's purpose. Not your own will, but his will. Not your own way, but his way. Uh, your life is not about you. Remember that. It's about God. It's about God. So how, the, the question basically is, how can I use this life for the purpose of him, of God. And how can I use my life so that I can live my life here for the glory of God? So when we commit ourselves to the purpose and the plan of God, he will then enable you through your gift to serve him. Now these three actually comes together in order for us to stir up the gift, the spiritual gift that God has given you, and not to be just lax Christian, those who are you know, doing nothing, but the Christians who are doing the work of God, busy for the Lord, and always there to serve and to give glory to God. Now how... how how are you in the situation? Do you know even just your gift? And if you know your gift, are you stirring it up? Or are you neglecting it? We have a truth here that placed upon us and what you should do now. You know, we are encouraged from the word of God, stir up the gift and not neglect them. Let us all pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, reminding us of that really our life is not on our own. You give everything for us. You saved us from the, pen, from the penalty of sin. 
And this is just reasonable for us to serve you, for us to give glory and to walk in your path and to do your plan and your will in our lives, knowing that if you did not come and, and Jesus Christ did not come and give us salvation, we are most miserable people. We are just living here and then waiting for the coming or impediment death, eternal death in hell. But Lord, you have saved us. And Lord, I pray that you would teach our hearts and that you would break our hearts and help us, dear Father, to, to commit ourselves, to give ourselves to you and commit ourselves to, to your will and to your own purpose, to your, your own way, so that we can serve and use the gifts that you gave to us for your glory and for the benefit of the church. Lord, thank you for everything that you have done, and we commit to you all these things in Christ's name. Amen.